takes two or three times of seeing the same thing before people pay any attention to it, especially when it's sponsored, people swipe it away. So if they begin to see the same thing and it's creatively and professionally produced, then it begins to get in people's head. You're listening to Real Marketing Real Fast, the only podcast that brings you unfiltered, undaunted, insider information on the latest tools and technologies for online marketers. Prepare to dive deep into marketing myths, breakthrough models, and cutting-edge strategies that will have an immediate impact on the growth of your business. And now, here's your host, marketing expert, Doug Morneau. Well, welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Today in studio, I've got joining me Keenan Convey. Now, I met Keenan at an event in Reading, Pennsylvania, just a while ago, and his company was in charge of the video productions, and they did an amazing job. So, I invited him to join us today in studio to share his dream and how Convey Productions was birthed back in 2012. Now, when um, Keenan first started his business, he had a vision and his vision was to impact people through creative storytelling. And in the beginning, this vision was realized when he began partnering with nonprofit organizations, missionary organizations in the Philadelphia area, creating video and photo content that helped them to share their story. And then in 2018, he uh, launched Convey Productions uh, with a goal of impacting lives by collaborating with those who strive to influence the community around them. So his aspiration is to help uh, business owners, you and I, entrepreneurs, to share our stories that will influence and engage the world. So I'd like to welcome Keenan to the Real Marketing Real Fast podcast today. Hey, Keenan, I'm super excited to talk to you today. I just want to say thanks so much for taking time and uh, joining us on the Real Marketing Real Fast podcast today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Doug. I'm super excited to be able to connect with you and uh, hopefully be able to give something to your viewers. That's awesome. I mean, uh, we connected at the Growth Now movement in Reading, Pennsylvania. First time I'd been there, the service there was absolutely outstanding and phenomenal. I was just totally blown away at the level of service and the great event and the speakers. And then we had the pleasure of uh, hooking up with you and your partner and I've been enjoying all the uh, the media work that you've been doing after. So do you want to share just a little bit of background in our audience uh, with our audience, you know, kind of who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a Philadelphia-based filmmaker. I create short-form content, video, and photo to be used for marketing purposes with small businesses, entrepreneurs, and companies to create brand awareness. So I'm creating content for their social media or for their online website to help get the name out and share the story of who they are. So, you know, we, I had a guest on just recently and we were talking about some of the video video editing tools for people who are shooting some of their own videos. So, you know, kind of the Gary V style, it's the selfie video with mm-hmm. the, um, with the, I don't know what you call it, where the text goes over top of it. Right. But now you're talking about production. So you're going to come out and actually you're the guy behind the camera and then you're the guy that's doing the editing to make it look good. Is that right? Totally. Yes. I always joke that my job is to make people look good. So. I, uh, they come out and they kind of share their brand and I say, okay, how can we uh, put that on Instagram in 60 seconds or, you know, how can we make that on a video headline? So, so I mean, this is something new, um, I guess, in, in my world in terms of uh, looking at the, the backside, because I mean, we had a chance to see you and your team working. So when you're working with a client, I mean, what are the, what are the challenges that, 
typically clients have. I remember when I first started doing video, you know, I had our, our PR company and we were doing some stuff with our local hockey team here. Uh, and they had a videographer come out and then staring at the camera, I was like, oh man, I can't, I can't do that. Like I can talk to people in the podcast. I can talk to people face to face, but now there's, you know, there's you or one of your team behind a camera looking at me and uh, it just feels odd looking at the camera. So what are some of the challenges your clients have? Totally. You know, a lot of people are great business owners or great entrepreneurs, but it's really hard to translate that in front of a camera. And sometimes people know they'll, they can talk about the brand of their company all day and share the vision. And then when you step in front of lights and a camera, it all, all goes out the window. <laughs> <laughs> and so I kind of consider it my job to, to be that bridge. And so I want to take all the passion and vision that they have and be able to translate that to the audience or to their viewer. And so a lot of people really don't know how to communicate it. You know, they could say, this is who we are, this is our brand, but they don't know how to con to communicate that to the consumer and how to translate that. And especially over video, if it's not done well, it can be completely lost in, in the message. And rather than impacting your audience, you're actually having a negative effect. So kind of the, the challenge of bridging the gap to the viewer and being relatable and clearly communicating who you are and what you do. Well, how much of that, you know, because, you know, I originally assumed that, well, you know, when you're hiring somebody to do video, I mean, there's going to be two sides of that, or I guess there's three parts. There's the, you know, the, the creative process in terms of, hey, so what are we going to say? And then there's kind of the backdrop and setting, and then there's the shooting, and then there's the editing. So how much time do you spend up front with a client helping them to to recraft or maybe rethink their messaging, you know, so it'll fit for the media? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I honestly think that pre-production work is some of the most vital and important time because that's the time to come down, sit in, and hear who they are and what they do. Because if I don't have an understanding of it, then how can I help them communicate it? You know, and so come in and just hear their vision, hear about who they are, and whether it's a specific ad campaign or a new product they want to advertise or just a general promotional they want to share the company. And so. Whether that takes one meeting, two meetings, three meetings, a phone conversation, a follow-up, it's, it's important and really it's as much time as it takes. And so as much time as we need to be able to understand who they are and what they do, and then how do you want to communicate that to your consumer? Well, and I guess, so, you know, to use your lingo, so the pre-production, so I guess a lot of that's going to depend on what the end product is. Do I want a 30-minute corporate video or like you mentioned, do I want 60-minute or 60, sorry, 60, not 60-minute 60 uh, 60-second Instagram, <laughs> Instagram clips. So do you do, um, do you do any batch work? Like I know with podcasts, like I shared with you just before we got on the air, I, I batch all my podcasts on Thursdays because it's very convenient for me to do all my recordings on one day. So I'm assuming, and tell me if I'm wrong, that, uh, you know, you might work with a client and say, let's, let's, you shoot a whole bunch of video and then you can say, this is a, a five minute piece and there's a whole bunch of 60 second pieces or. Totally. Totally. Yeah. One of the, um, one of the most key pieces I'm able to give to clients is something we call content pyramid. So like you're saying, you know, if we go out, we're going to create a five minute brand awareness video just to post to your website for your landing page. So people find out who you are when they come to your website. So we work, you know, that'd be two or three pre-production meetings and we film it and we have this five minute video Well, we can take that and take two or three um, one minute videos from that to post to social media. And so we're taking one minute clips, directing them back to the five minute video that's on your website. And then from that, you know, you can take a one minute Instagram clip and you can create a 15 second audio 
on your Instagram story. So you're taking one piece of content and you're delivering it in multiple ways, all with the end goal of delivering that traffic back to your website. Now, how much input does a client normally have? I'm just asking because I'm trying to draw from you, you know, so for our listeners, you know, what does this process look like? So, you know, I'm not a manager or micromanager that needs to see and touch everything. My preference would be that we would have the pre-production meetings and then we would just go wherever, you know, in the city or in a studio or in the country or, and just do the shoot. Totally. And then at the end, I'd have all these really nice things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, if I'm doing my job well, then you shouldn't have to think about it. It's <laughs> kind of what I tell, tell clients. So if we come in and, you know, we, we share the vision and go in, the less that it's on your brain and in your headspace, the better. Because you don't have time to think about it, to market it, to how you want it to look. That's why. And that's why you hired me. And so uh, the more we're able to take it off your plate, to get out of your brain space, the better. Some clients, you know, they really, they have a specific look and a, a creative style that they want. That's totally fine. It varies a little bit from person to person. But in my opinion, the less it's off your plate and the less it's in your head, the better. Because that frees you up then to focus your energy back where it needs to be. Well, and I think the other thing that sometimes we forget as entrepreneurs and business owners is that because this is our business and we're in it every day, you know, we have this set expectation that people understand what we do. So, you know, I sit down with somebody and I explain it, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean they get it because, you know, you're also bringing a fresh set of eyes because you may be working with a business that you've never seen or been exposed to before. And so I guess you, you know, you offer them that sounding board so they can make sure their message is relatable to people who aren't intimate with their business and what they do. Totally. Yeah. You know, I find that even with myself, I forget sometimes that people don't know what I do and I just assume that they do. And so how much easier for someone that, like you said, you know, when we're doing it every day and this is our lives, we forget that not everyone understands and doesn't have the full grasp or the vision of the organization. And so when we're able to, to come in and communicate that and really kind of cut it down. A lot of times it's very meaty and it's very long, but attention spans are short, videos are short. And so we're able to kind of break it down and concise and we're getting into an elevator pitch style where it's, okay, if you had 30 seconds to connect with the viewer online, how are you going to sell them or convince them or make them believe in your vision in those 30 seconds? So walk us through the the, the process then. So, you know, if we're going to engage you guys or your team to do some work for us, so we're going to have a pre-production meeting or several pre-production meetings. And during that time, as you mentioned, we're going to cover off kind of what what the end deliverable is that the the primary focus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the number one question is, what's your angle? Are you, do you want a general, general promotional video of your organization? Do you have a specific product you're advertising or service? And so kind of the, the vision or goal of the video is the first question is, what is this being shared? What story are we telling through this video? So then that what, so once we get, get to that point and we get an idea, you know, what's the next step? Are, are clients typically going to um, write scripts, want teleprompters or, or what, what is your process to go to the next step? Yeah. So then from there, after we have an idea of the story they want to share, we begin, that's when we begin the trimming down process. Okay. We, let's say, for example, you wanted to share the story of overall promotional, who your company is. So then from there, okay, well, let's take that's grand and large. Let's cut that down. And how can we communicate that in 60 seconds? You know, let's take, let's cut out a lot of times people want to go a lot on the history, which unfortunately the general viewer doesn't care about. So let's cut away the, the history and hit a couple key points and then what value are you bringing? I try and focus a lot on clients with that. What value are you bringing to the customer and how can we communicate that in 
15 seconds. You know, attention spans today are so short and even more so <laughs> on social media. So yeah. it's really easy to swipe really quickly. So I kind of have the benefit of being the skeptic when they're, when I'm talking to them, convince me of your product in 15 seconds. Let's work on this together so you can sell me. And then we'll take that kind of a vision or, or product, I guess, of, of the 15 second pitch. And then we're going to create the creative behind that. And I think the creative piece is really the the meat between it that helps sell it. But first we have to have the foundation of who you are, what you do and how you convincing people of that in 15 seconds. And so this is all this pre-production, you know, and this is all, this is all the hard part. <laughs> Well, that's the, that's the, the secret sauce, right? That's like you said, well, that's what's going to make it work. Now, what about setting? I mean, what do you find? Um, maybe this is too general of a question, but I'm going to ask and you can, you can let me know. Um, what do you find is the best setting to use for a company for the, for the backdrop? Like, is it, you know, I don't like, personally, I don't like the boardroom shots. I'm so bored with the bo- boardroom talking head shots. Yeah. Um, suit so, and tie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The suit and tie, the arms crossed, the mm-hmm. head tilted slightly, leaning forward into the camera. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've done those. That's why I remember those poses. I remember the photographer <laughs> saying, hey, do this. <laughs> so back to you. So what what really captures people's attention and, and draws them into the videos? What are you guys finding is working today? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I think this ties back into the creative element. Um, and this is the creative piece to help sell. So for example, I worked on a project recently with a company. I helped out a friend who was doing fire installation. And they, they prevent, they install sprinkler systems that prevent fires. And so we were actually on job sites filming with them on the construction site. I also worked with a school recently who's a new startup school and they are founding class is going to be in 2020. And so we were actually in downtown Philadelphia filming outside in the city. And so I think the best element is the or best setting rather is the one that best communicates your brand and fits that. So boardrooms are boring. No one likes a boardroom. If you work in, in a, your company, if you're a huge organization, a boardroom is still boring. And so it's kind of connecting, I think, with the viewer. And so if you're a fire installation or a sprinkler installation system, the best setting that communicates that, let's take that out in the field. Let's be on a construction site. If you're a school, a new startup school that's founding next year, let's be where exactly we're going to be in downtown Philadelphia. And so kind of, I think the setting is a great creative piece to further kind of communicate who you are and what your company is. Now, how much content do you typically shoot for a client? So, you know, if, we, if I came to you and said, hey, Keenan, I want to, you know, I want to do some video. I've done some, you know, self-promotion videos, you know, selfies, you know, sitting, sitting by the river, having a conversation, sharing my latest marketing thought or whatever. Or here's a picture of me on the golf course after I just knocked the ball into the water, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which happens often. Um, <laughs> so, you know, how much content would you normally suggest uh, a company or entrepreneur start with? So, you know, company comes to you, they're an entrepreneur company. They've never done, they've never done video before. They've probably got some social media sites. Uh, they've got obviously got a website and they need to start communicating. I mean, because the issue with social is at least, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's, it's a river that's, that's moving. Yeah. And you can't just throw something in once and, and go, well, there we go. I did a video. It's all done. <laughs> because totally. yeah. the, so so how much content? Yeah. Like, do you guys have a package that you suggest? So say, hey, let's do this. And it'll be a five-minute corporate video. And there'll be 50 clips. Or how does that normally work? Totally. Yeah. 
it's if you make one video and you post it, it's, it's seemingly meaningless because, like you said, it's going to be swiped and lost instantly in, in the river of social media. And I think it goes back to if you're starting out, okay, we have no content. I think I think the answer of how much is the more the better. I don't know if you can ever have too much content because every touch is with a with a consumer is another opportunity for them to become aware of who you are. So the more opportunities for them to realize who you are or to see them, the better. It's kind of out of sight, out of mind. And so if you have no content, then it kind of goes back to content pairing. Let's create a first and foremost a video to, to share the story of who your brand is, to share the story of your company. And if that's, a, let's say, a four and a half, five minute video, we take that now will be posted on your website. But we're going to cut that down into three or four different one-minute videos to post onto your Instagram, onto your Twitter, and run those once a week um, on paid promotions. Then from that, let's take 15 seconds of those videos and put them up on your Instagram story or put them up on Twitter. And so people are begin, and you know, it takes two, three times of seeing the same thing before people pay any attention to it, especially when it's sponsored, people swipe it away. So if they begin to see the same thing and it's creatively and professionally produced, then it begins to get in people's heads. So let's we could take one video that's five minutes and we could create three or four smaller videos and then from that take three or four smaller audio clips or Instagram stories. So we're taking one piece of content and we're creating four or five touches with the consumer from it. So it's not so you you know you've broken it down so it's not so overwhelming and I guess there's two two things that, that came to mind as you were sharing that one is like you said sponsored so you can you can pay to pay to run this on Instagram and also on Twitter and Facebook but you can also run it now on uh, on LinkedIn as as free or paid content and then you know the other thing I think that a lot of times people forget about is that in terms of social posting I know when I post a podcast for example so when this podcast is produced and it's and it's ready to go we'll create 15 to 20 different social media posts from this one interview and but we'll share it multiple times because there's so many posts coming through uh, Twitter for example so we try to share it every day at a different time slot for like an entire week the same yeah. content then it goes evergreen because what we what we think is well hey there's my post again um, you need to remember that the people that are looking at your social stream or they're, they're on Facebook they don't see your ad every time so mm -hmm. it might seem like overwhelming to us as the entrepreneur, but the reality is the the consumer at the other end um, might only see one out of every, I don't know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 posts, whatever the number is. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And then, yeah, to re relate that back to your question of how much is too much, I have so many clients worried of like, well, we don't want to flood the feed. We don't want to bother our audience. We don't want to annoy them. But your audience more than likely isn't seeing the majority of your posts. You know, <laughs> yeah. social media feed is so fast and the attention spans are so short. And there's, you know, the average person follows how many accounts are not seeing your content. And so, like you said, if we if we had one five minute video, we're going to post that several times. And then we're going to take a smaller video and post that several times. Because just as you were communicating, the normal consumer, the normal follower, rather, isn't going to see your content until the third or fourth post. Yeah. So can we just change the direction a minute and talk about the the event that you and I met at? So, yeah. um, you know, I never, like I said, never been, never been to one of Justin's events. I met Justin at a different event. We were both speaking at in San Diego and you guys created all this really cool video. So that's now, um, you know, so we've got the, you know, let's build your corporate brand. Let's shoot a video. Uh, like you said, do your five minute or seven minute, whatever it is, piece that's, that's going to be your staple anchor video on your website. And then we can break it into social. And then the other side is events totally yeah 
So I, I looked at your Instagram account and, and you've got a lot of comments and a lot of feedback on the the video that you posted there. And I'm just amazed. I look at it, I'm thinking, how the heck did you cut that down from, <laughs> from all, all, yeah. Yeah, all the good speakers over three days? That's right. I mean, there was the pre-event for the VIPs then there was the event and then there was a post-event. Yeah. Yeah. Justin, Justin really put on a uh, incredible event. It was really cool. And it's, it's a hard process to take, you know, two days and cut it down to 60 seconds, <laughs> especially when you're trying, you've got six or five or six powerhouse speakers and trying to decide who to fit in with the four seconds of space you have left in the video. Yeah. So. Well, and I, th- I would think that, you know, obviously because there's so many people there, there's a way again to leverage your video because, you know, it, instead of just being about you and your company, I mean, it's an event that you're you're at or you're holding or you're sponsoring. Now you've got all the people that, at the event and you've got the speakers who are happy to see themselves in the video. So they're happy to share it as well. So it increases your reach organically. Totally. Yeah, totally. And, and so my goal, um, especially with this, this event in particular, because I knew it was going to have so many powerhouse speakers and, and influencers was as more, as much as I can incorporate them into the content, they're naturally going to share it because it's promoting their brand. And when they share it, it's promoting my brand. So sure. all you know, if at the end I have my logo within the video for four seconds. And so people aren't really paying attention to the video and t- or paying paying attention to the logo. They're paying attention to the video and they're watching it. Wow, this is incredible. And they're like, wait, this is great. Who created this? And so that it's all for the tap on to my profile. And if I can get my video onto five different influencers, Instagram feeds that, that now their audiences are tapping on my profile. So if I naturally share their brand, I naturally promote who they are, then that's going to all feedback into my to my content, to my advertising. So it's kind of the if I give and give and give, it's naturally going to promote me. Yeah, it's gonna come back. Exactly. So what's the biggest myth about um, using video? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there is. I'm just asking because you know video. I mean, I remember video guys doing video when I was in the Chamber of Commerce, like. 25 30 years ago with mm-hmm. these big huge beta recorders and and they were you know ten thousand dollars is the entry point and and it was just a tough it was just a really tough sell and now you see everybody doing video so what's what's people's biggest concern or what's the biggest myth around um starting uh, to use video for their business yeah that's a great question i think like you're saying it used to be so so difficult to do video and now that's become so accessible and so easy i think so many people think that it's over flooded and that it's just an overpopulated space and i think now video is needed more than ever because video is so accessible because everyone is on video if you don't have a voice in the market i think you're completely forgotten about and so as it becomes more and more popular and more and more populated i think it's that much more important to have a voice and have have input quality and creative content that shares your brand because now everyone expects it you know back then when it was ten thousand dollar entry point people didn't expect it but it was a great great way to advertise it now when people go to your page if you don't have video or a way to engage them they don't care they're used to it they're you know we've kind of been spoiled as a consumer that we've all been able to connect through video that everyone now has incredible content and and they're connecting with their audience and so if you're not doing that why are they going to pay attention to your brand when company you know b c and d is doing it so well yeah i hate to admit it i haven't done that i haven't done that but i really (laughs) (laughs) but but i you know it's not that there hasn't been enough people tell me hey why don't you do that but i think you're right i mean looking at the where things are moving especially today yeah i mean people can say it's flooded but i mean i guess my question back to them would be well what alternatives are there 
totally. So, yeah. you know, you're either going to be part of the be part of the the marketing mix and what people are expecting, or you're not because you think it's flooded. Well, you know, I don't think it's flooded. You know, I, I especially look at the business pages and and there's not that many guys that are doing video, but the guys that are doing video right now are just crushing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's coincidence that so many of the huge name entrepreneurs that are so successful and happen to do video. I think a lot of them are successful and have such a large audience because they're doing video. So what are you uh, what are you most excited about in the next six to 12 months? That is a great question. I'm really excited for um, personally, I'm excited for the growth of seeing being able to increase their reach and reach new new marketplace Um, in my own business with schools and really being able to give back through that. um, I've been really excited to to give back that. But in a more broad view, I'm really excited to see that the the video integration and how it's changing in social media. I think social media is beginning to craft itself around video. Um, We see things like Instagram TV. Um, we see things like little things like Instagram stories. Now you can post one video and it's connected. And so I think social media has really been began to craft itself to help video rather than hurt it. You know, Instagram is the number one video sharing platform today. And yet we can only upload video on 360 quality, 360p, um, which is super, super low resolution. So the more we see social media begin to advocate and help with the video, I think the more it's going to help us as entrepreneurs and business owners. Um, and the more we're going to be able to connect with the consumer through it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's a exciting time to be in the world. I, I've, I've said it before, I, I, you know, in terms of people wanting to start a business, whether it's a full-time business or have a side hustle that makes it an extra five or $600 a month. I don't think it's there's ever been a time in the world when it's been easier with the tools that we've got and basically you just need access to the internet and mm-hmm. to be able to create to create a business and, and to start to build an audience and have a conversation. Yeah, I uh, I completely agree with you. I really think the internet has erased the excuse to not be able to do it. Well, and you think back, you know, I would say maybe I'm, I'm going to date myself, but the older days, I mean, the the only way to create a side hustle was really to go get another job. Mm-hmm. So you finish one job and then you go have dinner and you go take your second job. But now, now you can, you know, you've got the luxury of doing that part time from your home. Yeah, I taught myself how to do what I know how to do through the internet which started as a hobby and became a side hustle and then became a career. So it's all uh, the internet. uh, My career exists because of what the opportunity the internet has given me. That's cool. Well, and I also read in your background that when you started, you started by donating your time to charities and not for profits to help them produce some video. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like I was saying with the girl film movement live video, I started out helping out with them. um, And really I didn't know what I was doing. They needed, they needed help and I knew how to do it a little bit. And so it just became a snowball. And so the more I did it, the more I was able to give to them, the more I give to them like, wait, now can we do this? Now can we do this? Now can we, and it just kind of grew and grew and grew. And so I never, it kind of came from a, it started, I guess, as a desire to just want to share stories and be able to help out. And it's just kind of snowballed from there. That's really cool. So I'm going to uh, use a Tim Ferriss question. Um, I stole from one of his books. What's the bad advice you hear about uh, using video? I think it relates to video. I think it's a little bit broader though. I think, and I've, I've fallen victim of this, is trying to craft your product to the client instead of um, your product attracting the client. So I think with video, trying to craft your your video or your style to to your audience so it appeals to them rather than letting your product, your brand, your company 
attract um, the consumer, if that makes sense. And so I think so often I work with clients who are like, well, we want to try and fit into this style because that's what we see on social media. Or we want to, you know, we want to try and make ourselves look a certain way rather than just sharing the story of who they are, which will naturally attract authentic and real consumers. There's that word again, authentic. I just yeah. uh, had a, a podcast recently go live and I was interviewing somebody from England and she was sharing the importance of having, you know, your content be authentic. And she's mm -hmm. got a great video on her, on there we go, video on her homepage that kind of shares her story of, you know, who she is and where she came from and what she's doing. But like you said, it's not overproduced. And I, I think the other guy that you've probably heard of, uh, everyone has is Gary Vaynerchuk. And, mm -hmm. and he said, just produce content, quit trying to impress people and craft stuff, just produce content, like just be you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I think authenticity is the greatest advertising tool that any of us have. And I think because social media has become so saturated with people trying so hard to portray a certain way, kind of like I was saying, to look a certain way or to come across a certain way, that it's really easy to see people that are faking or aren't authentic. And personally speaking, I think it, it goes for the consumers as a whole is we're drawn to authenticity. We want people that are real. Yep. We want companies that are real. And so I think when that's portrayed through video or really advertising of any kind and marketing, when we're honest about who we are and what we are, that that's going to draw way more consumers and, and public than trying to make ourselves look a certain way. Well, and if you think about um, the types of people that you'll work with, if you put your message out there authentically, the people that are going to be attracted to you um, are likely to be better fit for a client. I mean, I, I talk about it all the time. I mean, your marketing should attract the people that um, like your personality, your style, your authentic self, and it should repel the people who don't like your style because they're not going to be fun clients anyhow. Totally, totally. And you think of the longevity of the customer. If you happen to to land a customer with someone who came across because you're marking yourself a certain way, but it's not really who you are. That's not going to be a repeating customer. And that's not going to be someone who stays with your brand for forget life, even for a couple months, a couple of years, if they begin to see through, you know, the facade and see who you really are versus if you're real and honest. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, I changed the style of my personal newsletter I send out and I had some people unsubscribe and I actually did a podcast episode on it. And, and you know, every Thursday, like I mentioned, this is Thursday. So I'm interviewing podcasters and I promote our, our podcast and I, in, and I promote my podcast on Thursdays. I do most of my social stuff. And so I opened up, I look at my stats this morning. I thought, hey, two, two more people unsubscribe from my mailing list. That's great. There's two more people that don't like my style, which is fine. They'll go find their own, you know, find somebody that they like that, you know, really aren't going to affect my metrics on my list. I mean, if uh, my message isn't suited, suitable to them, then move along. I tell people all the time, you know, if you're subscribed to a whole bunch of lists and you don't like the content, just unsubscribe, just get off there, reduce the flow of information, find the people that you like that inspire you and that help you um, and camp there. Totally. Totally. I always think back to relating back to like a social media following and I much rather have a thousand real followers of people who engage with my content and know who I am than 15,000 bots or fake accounts <laughs> are. And so yeah. why, you know, why do we try and do that with, with customers when it comes to advertising? Yeah, that totally makes sense. So a couple of questions, I'll let you get back to your day. So who's one guest you think would be great for me to have on my podcast? Mm, that's a hard question, trying to choose one. I think one who's really helped me with the, he's a, he's a business coach and a speaker who speaks internationally. Um, and does coaching and consulting named Jamie Paw. 
Um, and he speaks around the globe, helping entrepreneurs like myself. He coached me and still coaches me from when I first started this thing up until now. And he's just been an influential voice in business strategy and advertising. And in a lot, he's kind of an expert in customer relations. Excellent. Well, uh, may, I'll ask if you'll make an email introduction to us. That'd be great. And now, where, uh, Keenan, where can people track you down and find you and learn more about what you do and connect with you? Absolutely. They can find me Instagram and Twitter at Keenan Convey. Facebook page is Convey Productions. And of course, they can find me online at ConvayProductions.org. There you go. Well, I just want to say thanks for taking time. It was really good to connect with you. and It was good to hang out with you on the Saturday after the event and uh, just to hear your story and your backstory. And I've really enjoyed looking at and consuming the content that you guys produced from um, that event and then scrolling through your your accounts and looking at the, uh, the amazing photos you've got of uh, New York as well. Well, thank you, Doug. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me. It was a blast. I love to learn this stuff. I need to get into the video space. So uh, there's my, um, man, I just hate thinking <laughs> about the, uh, the how long I've been procrastinating on that. So there you go, uh, listeners. This is another episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. And for me, it's a bit of a pain point because I haven't got my video on my webpage yet. But if that's something you're looking at, I would suggest head over to Keenan's website, have a look what he's doing, take a look at what he's doing on social media and figure out that it's not this big bad scary thing so thanks for tuning in if you like this episode or if you don't like this episode leave us a comment don't be shy uh, to subscribe to the podcast and or subscribe to my email list and see what we're doing behind the scenes so thanks for tuning in we look forward to serving you on our next episode that's all for this episode of real marketing real fast now it's time to take your marketing to the next level by visiting dougmorneau.com and downloading our advanced marketing white papers as well as exclusive resources based on today's episode. That's DougMorneau.com. Until next time, we look forward to serving you right here on Real Marketing Real Fast.